mystery. In our history. Everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Mystery in Our History podcast, where we take an in-depth look at all things urban legend and conspiracy theory related, and how they came to be. I'm J.R. Supa. That's Chris Berry. And here yeah. we go. Here we go. I'm not doing the the Twitch crispy OMG. I, I mean, I just did it, so I, I guess I did it. Check him out on Twitch at crispy OMG. <laughs> I'm just I'm just an asshole. Like, why wouldn't I try to <laughs> promote my co-hosts and endeavors of any kind? Like I'm just I'm such a fucking jerk. You know what it is, Chris? I'm back on the sauce. Yeah, uh, you know. I'm back yeah. on the sauce. I'm drinking the Bud Light Seltzers. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, listen. My channel is probably the only thing it's good for is probably driving viewers away. So it's it's okay. I get it. It's very low key. And it sucks. <laughs> At the time, I'm just playing and not saying shit. So that's fair. Yeah. Um, I will say though, your playthrough. So some of your playthroughs that you do are just fun as shit to watch because like you're funny as you go through them, and then the <laughs> other ones are just like super interesting. Like I watched. I think I watched just about every minute of your Last of Us playthrough. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was just, it's such a good game, and I don't have PlayStation. And, like, you just, it was just, like, a playthrough. It was really, yeah. for me, it was fun to watch. Um, anyway, this week, Chris and I wanted to do something a little different. So we found a bunch of first-hand ghost encounters and ghost stories. Um, but nothing that was like building to a full episode or like for haunted places. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a bunch of ghost stories at this particular place. So we couldn't do an episode on just one place. Um, so instead we thought we would just take turns reading some of these stories. Also, we have another listener submission for you guys that we'll play at the end of the episode. Um, but keep in mind with the exception of the listener episode or the listener submission listener episode dude stop drinking <laughs> no keep drinking <laughs> with the exception of the listener submission all of these stories are submitted to a third party and then so we have no proof that any of them are actually true no so with Not that let's get started <laughs> yeah yeah let's just dive right in all right, story number one. I'm taking story number one, right? right? You're going to do number two? Yeah, All yeah, right. we'll just flop off. Sounds good. My sister and I were staying in an old historic hotel in the middle of nowhere, Montana. I think I've actually stayed at this hotel. Like, not all jokes aside, I... I oh, really? Yeah. I've been... Uh, well, it depends on where in Montana, but I stayed in a haunted hotel in Montana. Um, I, I didn't have any ghost encounters, so there's nothing to write home about, but... Anyway, yeah, at least you tried. Exactly. Um, the building had been in use since the 1800s. My sister loves this place and has frequented it many times over the years. I was kept up all night by someone pacing around on the hardwood floors in the room above ours. It drove me crazy. On the, in the morning, I asked my sister how she could sleep through it 
and she told me that the upstairs of the building used to be a ballroom, but now it's carpeted and completely empty. The hotel staff confirmed that nobody was up there, and furthermore, if they were, I wouldn't have heard heels on a hardwood floor. Weird, Christy. Thanks, <laughs> Christy. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff like that, that kind of stuff for me is like a, a believable ghost story. A lot more believable than like, I saw someone watching me sleep. It's just like. Right. Or like, <laughs> like you said before we started <laughs> filming, I woke up, I took a shit, I got out of bed, my poop was a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just you know the daily routine of waking up taking a shit getting out of bed that's right clearly you know, a ghost clearly a ghost clearly a ghost all right take number two all right so uh i was at a slumber party in eighth grade with a few of my friends when we decided stupidly to have a seance in her unfinished basement we were having fun and giggling when we were trying to figure out who to summon when someone suggested jack the ripper you know, the serial killer from the late 1800s. And I immediately got a pit in my stomach. No, I spoke up. We shouldn't sum summon something evil. That's right, a man's voice <laughs> called from the other side of the cellar. There were no boys or men there. We were all home alone. Another girl and myself heard it. I'll never be the same. Abby. Thanks, Abby. Thanks, Abby. Uh... <laughs> They'll never be the same. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, if Jack the Ripper fucking talked to you from the corner of a cellar. Um, yeah. I call BS because I feel like it's very yeah. rare that the ghosts, like, talk to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, audibly. Especially without having one of those, like, silly ghost adventures right. speaker box that's like, all like, yeah. yeah, you know, it sounds like he's saying, um, you know, get let's fight and then they're just like did you hear that and it's just like they play it like 30 times just like it's like here's, included audio yeah, here's, <laughs> what, here's what i audio. think here's what i think happened <laughs> i think they're in eighth grade they're listening to uh, michael jackson's thriller nice okay all right thriller comes on and then it's the end of thriller where like that creepy dude's voice is happening yep uh vincent price there mm -hmm. i think yeah. that's what they heard and because they were freaked out about, like, using the fucking Ouija board or whatever the hell they're using, having a seance, um, they heard that and they freaked out. That's that's what I'm going with. It's it's Michael Jackson's thriller, and they're idiots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unrelated note, um, I totally found this at Goodwill. Michael Jackson's dangerous on tape. Dude, look at that fucking thing, nice. dude. Nice. Yeah. Dude, I've been playing that. One buck. I also found Thriller at Goodwill, Goodwill on record for a buck. You can find some cool shit sometimes. Yeah, Goodwill's awesome. Most of the times it's absolute dog shit toilet paper, but, you know. Sometimes every sometimes every cool. once in a while you get a nice little uh, little gem. Yeah. You get a diamond right. in the shit. Diamond in the shit. That's right. You really have to sit through the shit to find that diamond, man. <laughs> telling you. You get some in your mouth sometimes. It's, it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> I'm I'm loopy this, today, dude, guys. This is gonna be so one of those episodes. You're loopy. Shit. I'm drunk. Yep. Let's get this going. Number three, yep. people. Let's do it. My family traveled to the south of France to stay in a cottage owned by someone my dad worked with. 
The owners visited occasionally, but that summer it was free and we had ten days booked in there. After a long two days on the road, we drove... I mean, where are you? You drove to France? After a long two days on the road, we drove down a steep driveway towards a secluded mill college with the water wheel... Oh, yeah, with the water wheel sitting static alongside the stone house. There was a deep cellar with stone stairs down under the wheel next to the house, and a small river river circled the place. We went into the house and chose rooms, but being set down in a small copse, I guess it's copse, I don't know, the house was draft and cold from lack of use. We settled in and turned all the heat on, yet the house remained cold and felt damp. The first night, we had set a fire in the living room and listened to a couple of audiobooks before my sister and I went to sleep. My parents stayed up a little longer, then went to bed. Around midnight, they both woke up at exactly the same time, and the door to their bedroom was opening slowly. At first, they thought it was my sister. Until they saw a large, dark silhouette of a man framed in the doorway, standing stock still, just looking in their direction as if appraising them. After a short period... The shape turned and started to move, as if satisfied, and disappeared. They looked at each other, but didn't speak, and both went back to sleep. I have so much to say about this. The next morning, the house felt warm and dry, and sunlight was back through the windows, as if something had lifted and accepted them. They spoke the next day and both agreed that although they were skeptics, it could not have been anything other than something supernatural in that doorway deciding their worth. Dave. Okay. Deciding their worth. Here's my problem okay, with this whole fucking thing. Oh, man. JR's hot <laughs> takes, baby. All right. Let's, let's see. I'm ready for these hot takes. Juice up and let me know. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Number one, your okay. entire family including your two children, are in a home where you wake up and see a strange figure in your doorway. Okay? Okay. You don't move. Then the figure turns and walks away. And you're telling me you don't get the fuck up and go see what's going on and make sure your kids are okay? You go oh, yeah. back to bed? Yeah. You look at your fucking spouse and go, meh, it's France, and fucking go back to sleep. What the Probably fuck? Probably just from down the road. Are you kidding me? No, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair, because, uh, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't at least get up and investigate and be like, Hmm, maybe someone was in this weird, creepy house in the attic or in the, some unknown crawl space some or whatever. Squatter, like it says flat out, yeah. the place doesn't get used. Yeah, right. So you're telling me that some squatter couldn't have just been like, oh, shit, people are here? Fuck. Gotta go into the <laughs> attic. And then comes down and is like, yeah, you guys are cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, all right. I, you know, I do the same thing. Uh, you know, what, what are you going to do? You guys making eggs in the morning? All right. Just, uh, just crips? Just crips? Right, Anybody want crips? Oh, crips, crips, and, crips and grapes in the morning. Fucking stupid, bro. And, and then the next day, 
it's nice and warm in the house. Okay, number one, the house is never fucking used, and it's in a, what do they call it? A small copse, which I have no idea what the fuck that means. I didn't look it up. I don't care. <laughs> and we're not going <laughs> to look it up. And we're not going to look it up because I still don't care. <laughs> but the fucking thing doesn't get used. It's going to take a long fucking time to get the damp and the heat out of it. Especially if it's like a stone fucking building that's been there for, for however long it's been there, right? So like – and so you lit a fire. That will heat the house. So by the next morning, yeah, the fucking heat kicked in, bro. Are you kidding me? Just, just no. fucking yeah. – this one I would not buy this if I was Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. Nice. Good <laughs> that guy invests in everything. Everything, dude. Everything. I gotta give a shit. Him and the guy from FUBU just fucking say yes to everything. They're like, yeah, I like it. Uh, but I want uh, half of what you're asking and double the equity. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, that show. Jesus. That show's so great. Who's the bald guy? Because I forget the bald guy's name. But he is such a dick and I love him for it. Like, I don't know. Somebody, I really also, somebody else would be like, don't look at this as a failure because nobody offered anything. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. look at it as a failure. This is a failure. You failed. <laughs> They're just sitting there like, like obviously he's trying to be motivational. Like, right, you right. failed, learn from this, build on this. But the way he just says, he's like, no, this is a fucking failure. You suck. <laughs> you failed. Oh, my God. So good. Anyway. <laughs> There. Story number four. Number four. All right. So it starts off. I used to live at this address, 1122 Fake Street, Jokeville, Louisiana, 69420. Is there a niner uh, the in house there? Is, Did I just huh? hear a niner in there? Yeah, 69420. <laughs> Jokeville, 1122 Fake Street. Anyway, what, what's, your, what's your phone number? Uh, uh, eight. Yeah. Seven. Uh, niner. Is there a niner in there? <laughs> totally just slipped that in real quick. Um, Sorry. So, uh, continues. The houses were built uh, to the people building the railway in Derby in the 1800s. Uh, they only found this out after they left the house, thankfully. It was a creepy house, really fore- foreboding to every. T- God damn it. I am. Killing it. Really foreboding. And every time I washed my hair in the shower, every time I opened my eyes, I'd expect something to be there. It's anyway, a creepy way to live. Yeah, right? Seriously. That's when you're going to just like uh, wash your hair with the eyes wide open. Like <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like Rockwell would do. <laughs> you know Rockwell? Yeah. You know? yeah when he's in the shower? Yeah. Afraid to wash his hair? Yeah. You know, his eyes and. He's somewhat standing there. Anyway, (laughs) people think he's crazy, but he's just a little touched. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I came back from an afternoon lecture one afternoon, opened the door, walked up the first flight of stairs, and saw a wet handprint on the floor, a really wet handprint. It was a bit like, um, very strange at the moment, but I didn't freak out. It was just out of the ordinary. So I walked up to see my housemate, Ed. I opened the door, and he was, on the phone to his girlfriend, not crying, but massively in distress. 
that was when the penny dropped. He told me that he was walking up the stairs earlier carrying a glass of water and he felt something cold go through him, almost a push, causing him to drop the water. He picked up the glass and ran upstairs to his room. And the water falling out of the glass had created a handprint on the floor, literally a handprint. Every digit was in proportion. I did freak out at this moment as I put two and two together. I told everyone to get out of the house, which we did, but then sheepishly returned after a FIFA session around another friend's house. See, I already don't believe that because no one's going to watch FIFA. No, no, they were um, playing FIFA. Oh, yeah. well, that makes a little bit yeah. more sense. All right. Um, it was a genuine, genuinely terrifying. Might not sound it, but it was. Uh, and all true. If someone offered me $50 to go back and spend the night there by myself, despite the fact that I lived there for a year with almost no incident, I wouldn't. There was something there that didn't want six college guys there. Unfortunately, I don't have a photo of the handprint. This was in 2012, prior to the culture of taking photos slash selfie of literally everything. I wish I had. And that was from Alex. And I'm just going to say right now, 2012 was not too early for that. That was really like two years into it. Yeah, but it was still like, there was no like Instagram in 2012, I don't think, was there? Yeah, like no Instagram, but there was still smart, that like that was like the time and of smartphones. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. smartphones had been like started to come out and stuff like that. Like, would I have liked to see a picture of the handprint to make this believable to me? Yes. Right. But it's not out of the realm of possibility for me. I feel like that is more believable than some of the other ones we fucking looked at. Um, I just love the arbitrary number that he, like, throws in. Which one? He's like, oh, I wouldn't go back there for 50 bucks. Yeah, like, I mean, I wouldn't go back there for 50 dollars? bucks either. Right, yeah, like, okay, so clearly you believe the whole like, house is more than that. Yeah, how much, how much is it, like, I would, I would have said, like, you have to put, like, a hundred grand or just some larger number on the table to be yeah. like, I wouldn't go back there for fucking 50 bucks. Well, obviously, yeah. you're scared shitless of the house, you think it's haunted. Of course you're not going to go back for 50 fucking dollars. Jesus. <laughs> I wouldn't go back in that house for a 10 bag of weed. It's just like, uh, okay, yeah, like, what the fuck? Me oh, either. So arbitrary. It really is. Uh, but that was a little be more believable. Anyway. Number five. <laughs> when I was a kid, we lived in a haunted house. Strange things happened all the time. For example, my dad and I were alone in the kitchen one day making a snack. We put a plate on the kitchen counter and walked away to the fridge. We got what we wanted out of the fridge, turned around to walk back to the counter, and the plate flew off the kitchen counter and broke on the floor. Like before you came back or like as you were coming back? My dad tried to call me by saying the plate must have been blown off the counter, but let's fit the blown off the counter. Plate wasn't anywhere near the edge of the counter. There are no windows or doors open. No one else was home. And again, weird. Weird. I know. I like how many of those are in here. I know. I also woke up to an old lady standing by bed, by my bed on more than one occasion. I told myself I was dreaming. Was it just your grandma, bro? This, <laughs> <laughs> this part might be dark, but here's the rest of the story. Years later, 
I looked up the address and found that an old couple lived there for many years right before we moved in. Apparently, the house was broken into and the old woman was raped and murdered. Holy fuck. The old man sold the house and moved, obviously. We were the first occupants since the incident. WTF! Exclamation point. We only lived there for about a year. My parents swear we moved so quickly because we got a better deal on another house nearby. But we know it was because the house was haunted and the priest they brought in to bless the place <laughs> told us we should move. No joke, Christy. Christy. Dude. There's just a lot going on there, man. There is a lot going on there, number one. Number two, I feel like Christy is the same person that submitted the Montana because they're both named Christy. Mm. And they both, and they both said weird. 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 So I think, that's, yeah. I think that's the same person, which now makes me believe she's an attention seeker and not being haunted. Maybe. So. Because this is two separate places that this Christy has been encountering the paranormal. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, there's no last names or anything, so it could be True. anyone, but I'm going to say, I mean, I, I don't I don't really have a high belief in ghosts, personally. No. Um, so this one, the plate, weird, sure, I don't know. But the, plate, like, the plate sounds like something that's just, like, out of paranormal activity. Like, anyone that saw paranormal activity could come up with that. Yeah. And also, again, if it happened when you turned and walked away, anything could have happened. Any article of clothing could have snagged it, pulled Do it off. Do you have a cat? Yeah, maybe you have an animal, something. If you were at the fridge, and maybe it slid off and, you know, who knows. But, right. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Then, like, did you turn around and you were on your way back to the counter and all of a sudden the plate just moved? At that point, fucked up. Also, is it really just that easy to look up, like, who lived in your house before? Like, I, because I've never done this. I mean, I and think, I just what did she say? Years later, I looked up the address. So, I mean, if you if you type in the address and, like, a, a terrible murder or something happened there, the address would probably, like, come up with, like, a news article or something. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, again, apparitions, I'm, I'm less likely to believe. Um... I'm more likely and, to believe the ones that don't talk to you. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and then, I mean, for fuck's sake, dude, the, the, I think for me, listen, maybe it's just me, but for me, a priest in the house busting the place and telling them they should move no joke, that's just kind of puts it over the edge. Yeah. It's like the fucking exorcist. It's like out of a movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff seemed like it was just taken out of a movie. Like, oh, a priest like, came and told us to move. Give yeah, how break. common do you call a priest up and you're just like, hey, bro, uh, yeah. I had a plate fall off my, my counter. You want to come bless the place? Yeah, hey, Father, we're, uh, <laughs> we got we got plates falling off counters. Do you mind just, you know, exercising the demons? <laughs> Burn some sage up in this bitch and uh, get it on out because uh, I had a couple plates and then Listen, I saw buddy, a lady next the, to my Listen, buddy, bring bed. the swingy thing with the frankincense, okay? Just bring that in there. Get all the corners. Yeah. You know, just sing Ave Maria as you're going through the house, swinging the fucking little the ball and chain, and uh, have a day, huh? 
Um, right. we get, uh, hold on. I'll do the next one for you. Ready? Number six. All right. All right. I like it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, uh, that was a that was a shout out to Chills. Chills, if you're watching this, I mean, come on, bro, give a shout out. Don't, bro. Never look up Chills. I mean, do it if you want. I don't give a shit. Free country. Uh, story, in the... <laughs> Just read the fucking story. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. Uh, in college, I was part of our drama club, and we used a hundred plus year old opera house in downtown. What was that Bideford? Bidford? 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 Bidford, Maine? Call it Bidford. Uh, Bidford, yeah. As our theater. Also represent New England. Love this place. Anyway. Uh, so, I was there alone doing work on the on the set for our next show. And, of course, being in a theater alone is creepy as it gets. The theater was old enough to have wooden walkways above the stage that went from one side to the other. Nice. That's as not I'm, dangerous. Yeah, not at all, right? As I'm painting, I could have sworn I heard someone run across them multiple times. I try to block it out, but it, that is nearly impossible. Just as I'm about to finish, I hear something fall from above the stage. Even though I couldn't find anything, it convinced me enough that I was done for the day. Apparently, there's a story of a ghost of a ghost of an opera singer that died there on Halloween. Before that, I never believed in ghosts. Mike. All right, Mike, here's the deal. Um, Phantom of the Opera is a wonderful, wonderful Broadway show. Um, so stop stealing things from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And if you hear footsteps and you're supposed to be alone in the theater, why would you try to block it out? Yeah. Like, that's so, like, really, bro? So... This is this is the this is the argument I get into a lot when it comes to ghosts and investigating ghosts and all this shit. Now, like obviously, ghost adventures and ghost hunters and all that shit on TV. Right, it's, it's all for it's fucking scripted. It's all for it's all for views. Yes, it's not. I mean, whether or not the place is haunted or not, beside the point. View. It's totally beside yeah. the point. I have only seen in my time watching silly like YouTube ghost videos and all this shit. I have only seen one motherfucker chase a ghost. That's what I would do. If I thought I saw a ghost, I would literally run after it and be like, I need to catch this shit on tape. Like I need to find it. I found one guy. I don't like a, I don't mind not chasing the ghost because like if you're if it's if it's a ghost, like you have every right to be fucking terrified sure. and bounce Especially the if fuck you're not out. Hunting them. Right. If you're if not, you're no, not no. Looking if you're them. a ghost hunter, you chase the fucking ghost. That's right. the point That's of doing. being a God ghost hunter. That's like yes. saying I'm a deer hunter and I found the deer and now I'm going to run away from it. That's fucking yeah, I'm gonna stupid. Let it live. Right. I'm I'm it's stupid. Like <laughs> But if you yep. if you're if you're just involved in a, par- a paranormal event, right? And like you think there's a ghost. It's okay sure. to be fucking terrified unless you're the douchebag in France that doesn't check on his kids after seeing a strange shadowy figure in his doorway. Fuck that guy. You have a bad yeah. father, which Alex, I think his name was Alex. Fuck your dad, Alex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alex, if you're listening to this, come at us, bro. <laughs> you have a shit father. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're a nice guy. I'm sure your dad did many good things for you. He's a shit dad. He saw a fucking stranger in his doorway and looked at his wife and went... 
Right. Anyway. Yeah. <sighs> like, if you hear, if you're supposed to be alone in a building and you hear footsteps above you on a rickety fucking termite wooden walkway, bounce. Yeah. Sorry, bro. I'm out. Have a nice yeah. day. Sorry, I was here by myself. I thought I heard someone in here. I'm sure it was nothing, but for my own safety, I got out. I had to get out. I had but, to like, get out be like, and call the cops. You, you left. No, call you the left. cops. That's all you got to do is you call the police, and the police come and say, we checked, there's nobody here. All right, well, by that time, it's the end of the fucking day. Anyway, I'm going to mm-hmm. call it a day. Then you tell the the owner, the person, whatever, your boss, I'm uncomfortable being in this place by myself. I heard footsteps. Yep. Whether or not it was somebody there or not, I heard them, and I'm not comfortable being alone in this building. Yeah. Done. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And then you get fired, and you sue them for wrongful termination, and you win because they did not have a reason to fire you because you were afraid to be alone in a building. Eh. Anyway. <laughs> Number seven. And this is all, by the way, like, I, I'm not the person that's saying this. Okay, get ready for this story. (laughs) So I was closing up the bar one night after a long shift, and I was carrying a rack of glasses into the kitchen. I slipped on the wet floor I had just mopped, like an asshole, fell to the floor, and let out an instinctual, ah! Immediately after I'm, immediately after as I'm sitting on the wet floor, I hear a low-pitched moan. It was so audible that I actually thought it was a real person. This was startling considering I was the only person left in the bar. I stood up, completely frozen. How would you stand up if you're completely frozen? And yelled, hello? Again, immediately, I hear the same low-pitched moan, except this time it was louder. Now I'm starting to freak out a little bit. I actually got goosebumps because I I bartended and... This kind of freaks me out because I've always been freaked out by like being the last person there. Um, yes, sir. Now I'm starting to freak out a little bit. But for whatever reason, I decide to walk closer to where I heard the sound coming from. Again, this is where I don't believe shit, right? I, I'm fucking terrified. I am walking out, locking the door, have a nice fucking night. I'll come back in the morning and clean. Eat me. <laughs> anyway, I yell very loudly. Hello? For the third time, I now hear a very loud, low-pitched moan. That was it for me. I ran, like, that's what it took, three strikes. I ran back into the kitchen, grabbed the biggest kitchen knife I could find, because that seemed, like, logical at the time. (laughs) Ha ha. Grabbed my purse. Oh, it was, okay, female. Even, like, that, okay, good for her. Whatever. Grabbed my purse, ran out the door, and never looked back. I was... It was funny trying to explain to the chef the next day why he was missing a knife during his morning prep. Okay. Yeah, right. The creepiest part? I come to find out there was some sort of accident that occurred at the restaurant years before with the son of the owner, and word around town was that he died right there in the bar. True freaking story. Cat. I'm sure it's true to you, Kat. I feel like if you have to fucking emphasize true story at the end of it, it makes it so much not true for me. Yeah. Like, if you have to say true story, hand to God, true story, 
I think it's just a load of bullshit. <laughs> Swear on my grandma, bro. Swear on my grandma. It's a true story, right? Fucking, yeah. Tony Bag of Donuts. Yeah. Tony Bag of Donuts. Yeah, I mean, again, the whole... See, because I'm not... Me, personally, I'm not sure if I if I thought I was alone. Like, okay. I work alone a lot. Uh, at my current job, I, I'm in an office right. environment, and sometimes I'm there late. I was there last Friday by myself until 8.30 at night, just hanging out, doing my work, whatever. It's, uh, I was the last person in the building. And I it, and we have a door where people can come and go as they please. It's like a code door. So any staff member can come in and pick up gear for the next day yep. and leave. So, you know, you sit in there, you work in, and sometimes I do hear something from the back and I don't know what it is. I don't think the place is haunted. That's not my first go-to. I just sometimes think I hear the door or right. I think I hear someone in the back hall shuffling around with gear. I always just think it is. And I, I go, hello. And I get up and I go take a look. And if there's no one there, I just go, Meh. and I just go back and sit down and just do my work. Um, there's never been a time where I was just, deathly afraid like that yeah. but like every time i hear something i do i get up to investigate it it's not but like i'm you know like what, though at the same time like every time you go to investigate and you say hello you don't get a uh, that's true <laughs> coming back at you yeah because if i got that i just be like okay well i think i'm done for tonight yeah I, i'm leave. gonna i'm gonna go ahead and head out now yeah to tie everyone i think i would probably just uh chalk that up to sleep never uh Deprivation and yeah. just uh, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Time to go home. <laughs> Story number eight. Number eight. My house was fraught with weird stuff happening when we first moved in. The kitchen table would move overnight 12 to 18 inches. My keys would disappear and show up in the weirdest places like my quilt, tr- quilt trunk. Quilt trunk. Okay, like a, like here, a left trunk left. where you yeah. keep the Afghans. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, my son, Christopher, not my son, but, but Barbara's son, Christopher, went to the basement <laughs> and things came flying off the shelf at him. He also saw someone walking on our wraparound porch once, but no one was there. Oh, must be nice, wraparound porch. Fancy. Yeah, right. Sounds fancy. Uh, the most obvious one was a few years ago. Twice this happened. I was sweeping the kitchen floor. The door to the porch started shaking uncontrollably. It was like someone had, someone was trying to open the door without turning the knob. After about 15 seconds, keep in mind this was a wraparound porch completely enclosed. I knew it was bad because my dogs, who will bark at a butterfly flying past the window, all looked up at the door and stepped back. Both times it happened, I was doing the same thing about the same time at night. By the way, as a side note, I walked into the kitchen table one night while going to the bathroom. It was not the first time I walked into the kitchen table because it had moved. So I just said, please stop moving the kitchen table and it never moved again. And that is from Barbara. All right. Um... The doorknob thing is fucking creepy. If the doorknob happened, thing? That, yeah. That's Because that's just like in every suspense, thriller, horror movie. Like that's that's in everything. 
So, like, if that happened, yikes. Yeah. See, if I saw somebody walking around on my porch, I wouldn't think ghost immediately. I think intruder. Yeah. Just plain and simple. I, I wouldn't be like, oh, there's a ghost on my porch. I'd be like, there's a motherfucker trying to get inside. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Um, it's, it's just one of those but things. But I also... I do believe... Well, go ahead. The, uh, the stop moving the kitchen table. And it never moved again. I I don't know, man. I do that. Something about that just makes me laugh. And just like, sure, why not? Yeah, it makes me, well. And the funny thing is, is that like that's de- uh, depending on the type of ghost you have. Like that could be all it takes, right? Yeah. The ghost is just trying to amuse themselves because they're stuck there for all eternity. And you're just like, listen, could you please stop doing this? Like, I'm I'm getting hurt, and it never happens again. Okay, cool. You know? Yeah, you got a pretty chill ghost. Right. Um, but yeah, no, fuck the doorknob thing. That would freak me out. Yeah, as well. And the shit just flying off the shelves at him. At her, at her son, not your son, Christopher. Yeah, not my son. I don't have a son. (laughs) I am Christopher. (laughs) And I am someone. Is your mom's name Barbara? No, that's Abby. (laughs) (laughs) But not the Abby from the beginning of this episode. Okay. Story. Just going way off the Story. fucking rails. Story number nine. We get, you know what? This is the forty-fifth episode. We get to do a throwaway. I don't care. You know, I wouldn't even call it a throwaway. You know, we're just having a little bit of fun here. But that's what I mean. You it's know? not. It's not a traditional yeah. mioh episode. Yeah. It's just us fucking off for a day. Dude. Like we're. This is. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are phoning it in. Okay, we're phoning it in. I pulled a bunch of ghost stories off the internet. They're, they're first-hand encounters, mind you. And we're reading them. Yeah. Story number nine. <laughs> <laughs> a few years ago, my parents went through a very difficult separation. We moved into a smaller house. And by the end of the first day, my youngest brother, who was about five years old, seemed to change completely. Okay. He went from being a rambunctious troublemaker to a very quiet child. Well, I mean, kids yeah, go through personality not, changes. I was going to say, also, it's not like a divorce really affects a five-year-old at all, right? True story, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was six, but whatever. Uh, but, 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 at first, we thought that was great because the kid had been driving us crazy because, you know, that's the way to look at it. But even... <laughs> Yeah, who wrote this? Just like the coldest person. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but even two weeks after the move, we began to feel a little concerned that he wouldn't go back to the kitchen or the backyard alone. Well, I mean, it's a new house, right? Yeah. Kids yeah. scared. One day, some friends came over and we spent the whole afternoon playing in the yard. My brother was having so much fun that he didn't even realize it was getting dark. So, you're in your backyard. Suddenly, he went white as a sheet and started to cry, saying that there was a scary boy with a messed up face on the roof calling out to him. Fuck that. Mm. Two days later, a neighbor told us shortly before we had moved in, the couple who lived there went out one night and left their six-year-old son locked inside. The kid tried to make something to eat and ended up setting fire to the kitchen. The neighbors managed to put out the fire, but the child 
apparently died right there in the yard. When my mom got back to the house, she started to frantically scrape the kitchen wall, and lo and behold, under the white paint was a burned wall. We moved out a few days later. Okay. Number one. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know where this takes place, because very few places in the country, I feel like, would have parents leaving a six-year-old by themselves in the house. like, hey, if you're hungry, send for In yourself. the house, yeah, without any, like, food. Without, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's Because, uh, like, we, in our neighborhood, right, like, we'll... Some some parents that have older kids, like we haven't done this since Logan was born because we're in a pandemic and we don't hang out with anybody anyway. Um, but before this pandemic, like when we would all be hanging out before Logan was born, some parents have like five years old, five year olds, or or two, you know four year old and a two year old or whatever. They would put them to bed, and then they would go across the street to the neighbor's house, right? Because sure. the kid's out cold. And and they have, yeah. like, the long-distance monitor with, like, the video and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, of for course. me, like, I can look at – I can leave the house and still see Logan's camera from my phone. Yeah. His yeah, baby monitor. Like, that's the way I set it up. So, like, we would do stuff like that. But, like, who in their right fucking mind just leaves a six-year-old in the house by themselves? And And what was that kid trying to make? That you lit the house on fire? I mean, anything, yeah. anything with the stove, I guess, really. Yeah, I mean, he, like, he turned the stove on, he burned. Now, the other thing is, is that he didn't burn the house down. He just lit a fire in the kitchen. So, the kid lights a fire in the kitchen. How does he, how does this go from fire in the kitchen to dead in the yard? Good question. Like, where... I need more of the background story. Yeah. Like there's not enough in this for me to be like, oh, that's believable because, you know what I mean? Like the house burned down and they rebuilt it on, you know, where where it was and the kid died and blah, blah, blah. It's like the kid lit a fire in the kitchen, tried to fend for himself and died right here in the yard. What? (laughs) It's It's like cut to in the lake. Yeah, yeah. No, it's what the, fuck, uh, what the fuck was that movie? What was that movie? It had Paul movie? Rudd, Paul Rudd, and Jennifer Aniston and um, Jordan Peele was in it. It was it was something I can't remember. It was it was the one where Paul Rudd just stares in the mirror and talks like I'm gonna break off a piece of my dick. <laughs> It's it sounds so, good. I dude, don't know what you're talking about. It's a hilarious movie, but he lets Jordan Peele borrow the car. Please, somebody comment with the name of this fucking movie so I don't go nuts. He he lets Jordan Peele borrow the car. It's like a community. They like just happen upon this community, commune of people, and Jordan Peele borrows their car, and then it's just like in the lake. Like yeah. it's just a new scene, and the car's just in the lake. <laughs> and he's like, how did – what happened? He was like, well, I was driving – and cut to in the lake. He's like, but how did it end up in the lake? Well, see, what I did was when I was driving and, and I was driving and then cut to in the lake. It's like, no, no, don't cut to. Tell me what happened. <laughs> I need between me. Uh, no, that, sounds, that sounds awesome. Whatever movie you're talking about. It's re- I, but, I, I have to look it up. It's really good. You got to watch it. But also, let's be honest. Five years old 
that's that's still like pretty young you know what i mean like that's not independent that's not they're still yeah still they're still a kid man they're not even in school yet tell me name a five-year-old who like doesn't have an imaginary friend right right and also again it's like okay there was a separation the kid was now different and quiet um and you know they won't go into the kitchen or backyard alone you know it's like that that's all reasonable behavior for a five-year-old especially after a very difficult difficult separation and the kid has a fucking personality change right and they're like oh it's a difficult separation they moved into a new house god knows where right it might be in a new school district or whatever like the kid has no friends now or anything so like yeah, the kid's going to go through a fucking change. Yeah. You ever think the kid's yeah. just sad? Mommy and daddy aren't together anymore? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This, 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 uh, this Natasha, one wasn't believable. Your, this one your story has a lot of, lot of loopholes. Yeah. Again, because then it goes on to say the six-year-old was locked inside. He tried to make something to eat, ended up setting the house on fire. Then the neighbors managed to put the fire out with the door locked. And then the, the child died in the yard. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just don't. Yeah. Anyway. Story. And then they moved a few days later because it's just that easy. Right, exactly. They just got the fuck out. Yeah, you know, you know what's crazy is you didn't have to you didn't even have to wait for the thirty days for the fucking mortgage to clear. Um nope. <laughs> but I'm to story <laughs> number ten. All right. Story number ten. Uh I live with a ghost. I rented a furnished house for a hell of a great price. And afterward, I started hearing some sinister noises in the attic, like footsteps or something heavy being dragged. I called the exterminator and he said that everything was okay. After a little while, I started to realize that the cabinets in my kitchen simply won't stay closed. Every time that I got home, more and more drawers and doors were left open. This is actually paranormal activity. Yeah. Uh, then one day I got home from work, all of the doors in my wardrobe and the bedroom were open. I called the pastor friend of my grandmother to pray over the house. It didn't work. And the ghost started to turn the lights on and off as well as the TV while I was watching it. What a dick. Right? That was a bad ghost roommate. Uh, (laughs) I did some research on the history of the house and discovered that a young lady had once died there, but I still don't know how the death came about. I've been living there for a year and seven months. For now, I'm just putting up with my supernatural roommate, particularly since they've never done anything to cause me harm except for make a big mess. And that is from Amanda Fidalgo. 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 Amanda Fidalgo. Uh, I mean, it. that one's relatively believable, but like, I feel like I literally have seen what she's describing in paranormal activity. Right, right. Ah, again, the whole like all my cabinets are opening and closing and my wardrobe is opening and closing and they're also turning the lights on and off and the TV's going on and off and something's being dragged upstairs. It just it just seems like so much for a ghost. Yeah. I don't you know. know. Yeah. 
again, that just comes with the territory of being a huge skeptic, I guess. Story number 11. Once when I was lying in bed, I felt someone press up against me and whisper in my ear. I don't know where I found the courage to say, get out of here. Later on, I felt the same person again. So I called my grandmother to come sleep in my bed with me. As soon as she came, this phantom presence disappeared. Ricardo Moreno. This phantom presence was your uncle, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you just turned it into a ghost to suppress it. <laughs> it's a suppressed memory, dude. You got molested. Oh, dude. You got molested oh, by your no. fucking uncle. This got dark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It got very dark. <laughs> oh. This, this. Moving on. Yeah. Story number 12. Get up on that bitch. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, at my great aunt's house. Whenever it is exactly 6 p.m., the doorbell rings right at the time for Holy Mass and saying prayers. But she knows nobody is there because the corridor has a motion sensor and the lights don't go on. Priest has even been there to investigate, but the doorbell didn't stop ringing. And that's from Isabel. I don't know. It's short and sweet. It doesn't feel like you're trying to fluff it up too much. No, this one actually like, is I could buy believable. I do it, it could be unless somebody ghost. pranked you with just a fucking doorbell that like is programmed right or you just maybe have a wonky wire or something right. I don't know but it's, it's those, the time it's, the, it's that it's that it's the same time every day as opposed right. to just like a loose wire that just makes it go off every once in a while right yeah or some I don't know it sounds like it's one of those smart doorbells too like the yeah. um because they have a motion sensor and a camera yeah Oh no, there was no camera. So there's most I don't know. Whatever. That's pretty cool. That's I mean yeah, that one's sure. that one's pretty believable. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's more believable than Uncle know. Toucher, that's for sure. Yeah. Still again, the whole priest then there to investigate. Uh, yeah, that, that, you know, that's yeah, but, weird to me. But at the same time, Do like, really have priests? Look at look at the house? names though, like Isabella Pavao. Like yeah, okay. Hispanic people are generally more religious. That's fair. Um, so I think like it makes more sense that like the priest is coming to like check shit out. Yeah. Yeah. Story number 13. When I moved to Sao Paulo, my husband and I slept on the floor of his parents' house because we couldn't both fit in the single bed. One day, I woke up in the middle of the night, looked under the bed, and saw... My dead mother, only she was very much alive. She extended her hand towards me, and when I reached out, she started burning. I screamed and woke my in-laws up, my husband and even the neighbors. Leticia Amaro. Leticia, your mom's in hell, I'm guessing. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Like, she started burning? Sorry, Letitia. Like, I don't even know where to go with that one. That one, that one. Yeah, just me either. Fucking scary. I don't. Yeah, that just that just sounds like your mom's probably in a really bad place. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I mean, she had already died. You're in, you she, moved to a new place, right? She moved to Sao Paulo, so that's not where she's from, which means that's not where her mom was. Yeah. And her mom followed her to Sao Paulo just to reach out and burn her. Ah, that's what it is, I guess. No, she was the one burning, not burning other people. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying, to reach out and burn her. Like, she reached out to her and then just started burning. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's just story number 14. You know, when you're right, you're right. Uh, (laughs) We were building an addition on the back of the house, and there was a fight with our neighbors because she was using our trash bin without asking her permission. I mean, that's just a fucking cunt move. It's a dick move. Just ask. (laughs) My neighbor came over and was just like, hey, can I throw something in your trash? I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, but if I never just came over and started throwing shit there, I'd just be like, "Yeah, what the fuck, yeah, man? What's your problem?" Yeah, I'm like, I like, fuck your problem, anyway. bro. Right, right. Um, when we went out to complain, she said that whoever was going to live in the addition would be haunted, just because we messed with her. We laughed about it in the construction community, but every damn day, my dogs would begin barking at the place uncontrollably. It got to the point where my dad went out and around a went out and found a folk healer. Only after that, the dog stopped being afraid of the addition. That is from Anna Carolyn Mora. All right, Anna, your neighbor is a cunt with a capital C. Yeah, your your neighbor really sucks. Your neighbor fucking hexed your house addition because you yelled at her for throwing stuff in your trash bin. Fuck your neighbor. Yeah. Like, I can sympathize. I've, I've, I've had some bad neighbors in the past, but uh, I think that takes the cake. Dude, that's a dick move. Yeah. Story number 15. In the house where I used to live, there was a little boy's ghost who I sometimes saw. The first time was when I had some friends over. It was just the three of us, until I saw the reflection of a boy wearing old-fashioned clothes. I was floored and told my friends. Suddenly, a pot on the kitchen counter was hurled through the air. It scared the crap out of us. The other time was when I was in my room, listening to the radio. I had left the door open and saw this boy looking at me from the doorway. Fuck, dude, I got chills. That's weird. When I went to see him, he took off running. I thought it was my brothers, but they were in the living room watching TV. Years later, I found out that my cousin saw him too. She described him perfectly to me, even though I'd never told anyone about it before. If that's true, sorry, Natalia Farrow Borges. If that's true, like the cousin part, if the cousin part is Mm -hmm. true, then I'm all about this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So that's okay, uh, Corroborated story without yeah, that's, talking about it. Man, that's that one creeped me out. That one got me a little bit as yeah. I was reading it. That one got me a little. Again, um, I I have a hard time believing like when stuff gets hurled through the air. Like yeah, that. that one, that part of it kind of took me out of it for a minute. But yeah, yeah, seeing the reflection and seeing something stare at you. But the kid again, the kid chased after the thing that was in his doorway not alex's piece of shit father who just went back to bed 
in the middle of the night <laughs> oh. with his kids in the house, two kids in the Good house, night, and you got a fucking stranger in your doorway, and you go back to bed. Oh, God. Just because I'm in France. It's in France. Just Whatever. here. Whatever. Yeah. So, All right. um, that, you know, well, real quick before we wrap up, again, I've always been a skeptic of ghosts. Always, always. Um, I have recently just this year moved into a new house. Um, my house was built in the late 1800s um, in a part of New Hampshire that's very rich with history. Like there's those um, settlements here before America was founded kind of shit. Um, so very, very rich with history. I have a very, very old house. Like I'm talking like the supports in my basement have bark on it, like right. tree bark on it. Yeah, like, like it's, it's fucking the, live edge. The you know, the 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 beams to my roof bark on some of them. You know, like it's old, old yeah. ass house. Um, that being said, I do sometimes get odd feelings in my house. I do sometimes have weird noises that I can't explain. Um, and but you know, it's it's nothing to me where it's just like I need to get a priest in here. Right. I need to go investigate it. Like. You You're know, also sometimes not I'll a hear, super religious dude either. Well, right, right, right. So, like, you know, I'll hear a thump upstairs, and I'm just like, what the fuck was that? And I'll go upstairs, I'll check it out, can't figure it out, and I just go, hmm. And, you know, I joke with my significant other, I say, well, you know, it was just the ghost. The ghost is making a noise up there. You know, just making light of the situation. Um, and another thing that I, is weird is this room that I recorded, um, my dog gets the most uneasy feeling in this room. Really? I could tell she's uncomfortable in this room. Sometimes she comes up here and stands in the doorway and just barks into this room. But she's also a fucking chihuahua. So barks at anything. Uh, right, exactly. Really, like literally barks at anything. So that being said, there are times where I like get a weird uneasy feeling in this house. I'm sure something's going on. I wouldn't be shocked because I have a dirt basement, dirt floor basement. I wouldn't be shocked if there was family members from a past family buried, buried down the basement. there. I would not be shocked at all. I you really wouldn't. Get, you should get like a metal detector or something, or not not necessarily metal, but you know those machines where like they can just like give you they a survey the ground. Yeah, like it's it looks like a metal detector, but it actually just shows you like what's underneath the ground, like if there's anything. Mm -hmm there yep. that's more dense than dirt yeah sort of thing although in new england that means you're going to pick up like every fucking rock under underground too but yeah i mean it is the but it's worth state. a shot maybe you can rent one or something for a day yeah that'd be pretty cool um but yeah i mean that again that being said um i don't know if anything weird has happened in this house i've never just uh like all these people are like we looked it up and found that somebody burned to death in the house we looked it up someone was murdered and yeah. raped in the house like i never looked it up so i don't know how easy up. that is you should look it uh up. yeah maybe i'll look it up and follow up with this yeah, and yeah, uh we, we let's, let's do that because okay. the dog the dog barking thing is the one that always gets me like because animals have that kind of sense of like weird or evil you know like dogs and horses mm -hmm. and shit like they get uneasy before shit starts happening and like yep. you know they just kind of know but i will say this also as a licensed realtor in the state of connecticut old houses make noise yeah period that is dead ass That's true just period old houses ah. make noise it's weird yep. you know shit happened dude i 
have had, my house is only 25, 20, yeah, 25 years old. My house is 25 years old. And I hear shit in my house. Like, I hear little critters running. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I had, I thought I had mice in the attic. And I, like, don't get me wrong. I live in New England. Mm-hmm. Every, every house has mice, especially in, in yeah. Ridgefield. In Ridgefield, you have mice, period. It's about right. maintaining my, like, maintaining control and making sure they don't reproduce, right? But all the mice in my house have been, um, limited to this floor that I'm in right now, which is, which is, uh, my house is built into a hill. So this is technically the basement, but part of it is like level, which is how they get in. Um, mm-hmm. I've never had a mouse on any other floor. And this, I've heard the mice in the attic. Like, I've heard critters in the attic. I don't go to check that shit out. I don't care. It, they're in the attic. Fuck them. They're in the attic. Mm-hmm. I call my exterminator. My exterminator comes. You know, they come four times a year plus an extra time if I call them. So I call them. They go up to the attic, and they're like, there's zero evidence of anything up here, period. Like, no, nothing is alive in this attic other than like bugs sure you know and and like you know a fly or or whatever so like houses in general make noise yeah you know wood creaks and and whatever (laughs) but like old houses make noise a lot of noise yeah so but yours is probably haunted sleep well it, it, honestly, <laughs> it, and and the thing is, is is you know we joke about again we joke about the ghost all the time, but I always say it's just like you know I just you know I I try not to be a threat to the ghost. If again I don't really believe, but it's just kind of like hey, if you're here, we're just gonna have to coexist, and uh, yeah, I, I ain't gonna mess you know with what, you. Though, if, you ain't gonna yeah, mess the, with me. If the ghosts, not all ghosts are are evil or or whatever either. Like sometimes right. just you know ghosts are they're they're stuck or they're attached to this place and their spirit can't rest so they're just kind of there and yep. you know it, it's there's plenty of stories i'm sure of people just coexisting with ghosts yeah like, yeah i mean we had one today you. don't yeah don't be a dick um you know please stop moving my table so that i you know hit my fucking hip on it every time i'm trying to piss in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. we're good yep so absolutely all right, that's how we're going to wrap up this time on the Mystery in Our History podcast. But we're going to end this week with a listener submission. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the program, this week's listener submission is from Justin Martell, and it is about his encounter with Succubus. Absolutely. I've, uh, Justin's a great guy. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at Justin Martell. That's two L's at the end. Uh, he is the producer of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs on Shutter, author of the Tiny Tim biography Eternal Troubadour. Troubadour, Jesus. Yes, Troubadour. Eternal Troubadour. The Improbable Life of Tiny Tim and the co-founder of Ship the Shore Records. Uh, he's been a, a good friend of mine since eighth grade. And I just want to say thank you, Justin, for sending this in. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks we, for supporting the show. We really appreciate it, Chris. Yeah. We do. Fucking selfish bastard. I know. I am. Be sure to check out our website for Guys Media. No. Media.com for news updates and a list of all our podcasts. And we will see you next time. Bye. 
I am Justin Martell, and this is the story of the succubus. I grew up in East Haddam slash Moodis, Connecticut, and I lived there with my mother and stepdad in a new development on Westwood Drive. I had been born and had gone to elementary school in a nearby town called Norwich, and that's where my father stayed after we moved to East Haddam, Moodis area in, uh, when I was in fifth grade. When I was 16 and just entering junior year in high school, my mother and stepdad moved to Atlanta to pursue a new uh, job opportunity for my stepfather. So at that time, uh, I did not have maybe like a year and a half left of high school, and I did not want to switch high schools and go to the high school where my dad lived in Norwich. So what my dad did was he rented out his house in Norwich to somebody, and then we rented a house in East Haddam to live just for that year and a half while I was finishing high school. So the house that we rented was a really old house, I'm pretty sure from the 19th century, probably early 19th century, and it was across the street uh, from the Methodist church, and it was the old Methodist parsonage. So it just kind of, um, it was old and run down and the owner did not, um, you know, tend to it very well. You know, the, the paint was peeling off the outside, the inside was desperately in need of repairs, and I know that the turnover rate was, was pretty high just in the sense that um, people moved out in and out of there fairly frequently. So I think he just felt he didn't even really need to do much upkeep on the house. Um, cause I think it was always scenarios where people were waiting for, uh, to, to move somewhere else or do something like that. So it was always like temporary housing for people. Um, so we, let's see. So we moved in there um, it probably in or very early 2004, and as soon as we moved in, and it was, again, it was just creepy, again, like just run down, paint peeling, everything, really old fixtures on everything. Um, there was, and because it was the Methodist parsonage in the shower, um, the tiles were actually done up um, so that it was like... There were white tiles, and then there was a black uh, cross made of tiles in, like, the center. Um, and it was your typical thing. There were just, like, a lot of just, like, really, like, large old trees surrounding the property. So it was always kind of – always just kind of overcast and dark and dank and creepy and weird. And um, – when I moved in there, people had told me like, oh, you, you know, you're in that house and the house is haunted, man. Because there was a couple people in the school who had lived in there for whatever reason or another. Um, yeah, the house is haunted. And I'm like, you know, I was like, you know, I, did, I didn't really pay much attention to it or care. So, um, you know, maybe like the first year goes by and it's like nothing other than just usual stuff. Like I had some friends who would come over, but like never actually stay the night. Like they'd lay down and go to sleep and then like <laughs> always end up leaving in the middle of the night and stuff. And, um, 
you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, then, but nothing had happened to me. Other than sometimes just the place could be creepy, but old houses can be creepy. So um, maybe about now a year in, um, things actually start getting weird. Um, as I approached the end of high school and I started to get more stressed out about the prospect of going to college and I guess really starting uh, my life, um, you know, I got really anxious and kind of depressed about stuff. So I guess maybe my, my guard went down a little bit and, and uh, started fighting with my dad uh, a lot in a way that we had never really fought before. So um, just overall, the kind of energy of everything sort of shifted in the house. And it was at this point that, that weird stuff started happening. And so uh, it started with just these weird dreams where I was, I would be approached by this like kind of sort of nondescript, like faceless almost, like, but like highly sexualized female energy. And uh, inevitably, you know, in a dream, you, you start doing what you do with something like that in your dreams. And um, I would eventually always come to the realization like, wow, this, this is weird. This feels really weird. This feels like really real. Um, and then I would always wake up and find myself like, you know, basically pinned to the bed in like a sleep paralysis sort of thing. And it just felt like and it was very hard to get out of and it felt very like violating and freaky. And I would always like free myself from this, you know, paralysis and then, you know, turn all the lights on and oftentimes just sit up until, you know, if it was like three or four a.m., I'd sit up until the sun came up and then go back to sleep. So I just didn't know. You know I didn't know what that was. Um but I, so I, I didn't really want to say anything to anybody. And then my dad, around that time, <clears throat> sort of very casually said that he'd felt something like squirming around on him at night while he was sleeping, and that he, he had woken up with a large erection several times after feeling something like moving around on him. And so at that point, I started doing some research and uh, you know, read about the succubus, and um, you know, of course, that was just what I sort of dubbed dubbed the whatever was going on in the house. And this was happening about once a week to me, at least. And I know it happened several times to my dad, but it was one of those things where we were so we were going to be out of that house so soon that you know, I just decided we were going to deal with it. Um, and. Uh, then maybe a little while later, not too long after, but now we're like clearly in the summer, probably just like a month or a month or two before we're supposed to move out and I'm to go to college. And I go to a, a party at my friend's house and his mother worked for the town office and uh, kind of like knew, was a, kind of a busy body and kind of knew everybody. So I ran into a family there who we didn't we'd known pretty well and this this family were not they were not like kooks in any way um and they had lived in the the methodist parsonage before us while they had been waiting for their new house to be built 
And uh, the dad comes up to me and he says, um, hey, how's that uh, house working for you? And I'm like, you know, not going to say anything about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fine, whatever. And he's like, let me ask you a question. He's like, does a female ghost try to take your covers off of you at night while you're sleeping? And man, when he said that, it was like, like, you know, just chills, you know, ran down my spine and it was freaky. So, um, yeah, from, from that point forward, I refused to sleep in the house and I would either sleep over a friend's house or I would, uh, literally sleep in my car parked in the driveway cause I just refused to do it. And then we moved out, uh, a couple, you know, maybe like a month later. And, um, to this day, that's the only time in my life I've ever experienced anything like that. To this day, I would not, would not sit, this is maybe... We're, I think we're about 15 years later, and I have never entered that house again. And you could never, I will never go into that house ever again. Like, you could not pay me. Maybe a million dollars I'd go into the house and spend a night, but it would be rough. Um, that's it. That's the story of the succubus.